Yeah, so Labra, 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 what happened with the with the thing? <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then the turkey just started to. So what do you do? So what do you do? So what do you do? Ask Pedro. He was in there. Pedro, you want to tell us what happened? Uh, remind me what we're talking about. The turkey. I'm dumb now. I'll be right back. I thought it was a swan you were having relations with. You had relations with this animal? Well, I mean, it's... I'm not, guy. To, not trying to get canceled off of YouTube. Just trying to figure out what Labra was doing with the swan. I don't know. Did you see the picture he's got? I do. I do. I can see this now. How do I, how do I make the views so that it's bigger? <laughs> <laughs> Did you start it? Guy. Uh, fuck yeah, we're live. We're live. We're live. We're live. What? Hey, what Jesus. Welcome everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Meme Factory and Podcast. That wasn't planned. <laughs> I've got uh, we've got Guy Swan with us tonight, man who needs no introduction, even though we're introducing him anyway. Uh, Guy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for anybody in the audience who may not know who you are? Sure. I am the guy who's read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know, and that shit's true. I done I done read some stuff about Bitcoin. I've uh, been doing that for a long fucking time on a little podcast called Bitcoin Audible, and uh, from time to time we do an episode of Shitcoin Insider as well because uh, it's fun and everybody wants to. Hey, you gotta dabble in. You just, you gotta you gotta like you gotta play in the shitcoin, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. I do that, and I post a bunch of angry libertarian stuff on Twitter sometimes. That you certainly do. All right, now, <laughs> guy, you did say you 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 hadn't watched the stream before, and that's fine. We forgive you for that, but uh, we do need to get you up to speed. On I heard it was really really bad. And it is. So I just like took it off my list of it's, things. To... It's terrible. It's I mean it's not good. Uh, part of the reason it's not good is that we don't have sponsors. So. Um, Part Honestly, of the reason they really do up the game. So part of the reason and part of the way we were able to uh, to fund this in adventure is that uh, we have interesting sponsors that only pay only pay to, to be advertised on the show if the the guest reads the ad copy. I, I have sent you okay. via DM a copy of the uh, the ad. If oh, you if you wouldn't mind rolling. Oh, are we that. starting here? We're, we're starting right now. Oh, okay. absolutely. I'm reading an ad. It's cold right read. This moment. It's cold read. All right. Then anybody you know. Bitcoin Audible read 581. <laughs> Hi, my name is Guy Swan, avid reader of all things Bitcoin and your average meme enjoyer. You know what really grinds my gears? People moving around freely between cities and states in their own country. First off, this is our country. We have proven time and time again that people are incapable of making intelligent decisions for themselves about where to go, when and where they can eat, how they can spend their money, and with whom they can socialize. Centrally planned democratic socialism is the only way to ensure equity of outcomes for all. And it's time we get, we started to get serious about regulation of movement and spending habits to guarantee the safety, security, environment, and future of 
all people on the planet. To this end, I am endorsing my favorite company, Trackbase. Trackbase is the <laughs> only company that makes an ID recognized around the world so that government agencies can have a single standard and database to use when kicking folks out of hospitals, restaurants, or enforcing movement bans on citizens whose credit or social scores might connect them with terrorist activity. Their primary product, the Overreach ID, can be used as your debit and credit card, driver's license, and passport. So you get a free download of me reading the terms and conditions, head over to guyswan.com and use the promo code Lebensraum. Also available on Compact Cassette. Cassette. Hey. hey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I sold out pretty hard on that one. Track we, base. Track we, base is a tough We each get like man. eight sats from that, so we appreciate it. It makes the show oh. run. Really. Well, you know, that's worth it. That's worth it. <laughs> he went all in. He did. He gave us the he gave us the full treatment. <laughs> that, that equality of outcome that you referred to means mm. death. I think that's that's what history shows us. Yeah, death. Well, you yeah. know, track base is they have uh, high goals. You know, track base is where it's at. Shallow graves. Everybody, everybody dies together. All right, you want to start? Uh, you want to start heavy? You want to start light? What do you think? Let's start light. We've got a question in the chat from uh, Susie. Okay. Uh, guy, uh, if uh, who would you want to narrate your audiobook? Oh, oh I'm I'm gonna narrate my audiobook. <laughs> Unless I'm dead. Um. Then okay. Let for the sake of the question. Uh. Uh. What? Hmm. Ah, damn, that's a tough one. I don't know. Pedro's um, got a good voice. Foss. Foss. I'll do it. <laughs> Artie's got it. Again, the word, while dyslexic. he has COVID, though. <laughs> um, uh, the guy who does the uh, this is too 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 honest of an answer, but the guy who does the uh, Dresden Files series is a very good, very good narrator. What's his name? And uh, I'm kind of picky about my. It's uh, Warster James 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 something. Hold on a second. Bond. No, fuck off. No. Don't <laughs> Yes, cancel. It's off. James, James, James Marsters. James Marsters. He's a good. He's a good narrator. He's a good narrator. I like. I like him to do the audiobook. Okay. When is it coming out, guy? I don't know. I got about sixty pages, and I slowly work on it from time to time. It, it's coming together. When is it done? I don't know. So never. it'll never be done. <laughs> so what are what are you working out uh, on right now? And I want to I want you to disclose like the meme too, like if you're working in a meme. If I'm working epic, on a meme, one of uh, those epic oh. ones. Yeah, I'm working on. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what my next big one is going to be. Uh, I'm working on uh, one kind of silly little office meme. Uh, this just kind of, I found out a Bitbox has a screensaver on it when I left it plugged in one day, uh, while I was just fucking around doing stuff and like a little screensaver popped up and I was like, oh shit. So I like have a little office meme that I'm doing. Uh, but, uh, the next big one, I've got a couple 
that I've been arguing with myself against. And I've got all the clips and stuff ready. I might just do them all at some point. But uh, there's a really good one uh, from The Incredible Hulk that I want to do. Um, and then there's another one from, uh, uh, it's another Lord of the Rings one. And then there's a Matrix one that I feel like is a really missed opportunity. There's a really good one in the Matrix that I feel like people should be doing but nobody does they just kind of do like the iconic matrix one like the i'm i'm doing that actually you're you're doing the iconic matrix one or are you no 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 mine the, that nobody else is doing i think you're referring to the new trailer <clears throat> no not the new trailer no okay. he's, he's saying there's a hidden gem it's the original <laughs> matrix it's In from the original, the original matrix, matrix that we haven't yeah. mined yet don't tell Greg too much. You might go go ahead and steal your meme, your meme yeah. idea. <laughs> I, 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 I give no details, okay? No details ahead of time. You just know, like, okay, it might be a Matrix one. Okay, might be. Watching watching your memes, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm the piñata farm memer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he's he's basically saying that your yours are super high quality and. Uh, they're, yeah. they're very high quality. I think you got it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Yellow. Guy, what he's trying to say I don't is know. That maybe he didn't really understand the, Maybe he didn't. Maybe Guy doesn't watch the Pinata Farms vids. I don't know. They're they're everywhere. I, I, I see them from time to time. What are you talking about? Like they're yeah, they're all over. They're pervasive. And they're pervasive. and I have to I have to. They're like I don't I don't like want disease. to see it like, like too much like, but I I do understand like it's. Some of them are very, very funny, man. Like, I laugh with some of them. Mm -hmm. Man, that, dude, that Lord of the Rings meme, Jesus, that took me, like, five months. So like, I was working, though. like, an hour or two every night. The one, the one part that, and I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but it was so important to get this shot of, like, the Balrog jumping up and jumping up out of the thing. But when everybody's, like, running across the screen... I had to rotoscope out every single character so that the text was like behind the next character. And there's like fucking nine people in the fellowship, <laughs> you know? So like I had to do like each one of them staggered. Like that one clip in After Effects, and I had never used After Effects before. Um, and I had been meaning to like finally like dive into it. So like I'm watching hour long tutorial videos at the same time that I'm doing this, which is slows everything is just like walking through molasses, you know? And yep. uh, uh, and it was it was so painful, but I was like, I got I can't like just like cut this shot out. It like it's important for me to like get it to this point. And I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to rotoscope every stupid arm and fucking Boromir's shield that's like flying around on his back. I was so pissed. <laughs> the realization when you're making a video meme that like a three second scene is gonna take you two hours is the mm -hmm. worst. <laughs> and you just start doing your math and it's like it's like this video is two minutes and 28 seconds that means i'll be done when i'm 50 years old <laughs> i think i think about uh greg like watching a video like that and and then that south park episode where they're like they took our jobs like that's what greg's thinking about <laughs> i was like that motherfucker <laughs> it's so much better <laughs> uh but yeah then he told me it took him five months and i was like well He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be killing me every week. I'll say it's my first time with After Effects. You know, maybe I can knock that down to like a month for this this coming one. You know, and then then break it down to two weeks. I'll have like my templates and just like shit ready to drop in. Worst. The thing I'm most proud about is the lightning. I'm not sure if you, if you watch that video again. Yeah. 
watch yeah, yeah. the lightning because there's no lightning in the in the actual video and like my wife and sister didn't even realize like remember that or whatever it's like man bitch i worked really hard on that lightning notice <laughs> notice the lightning <laughs> and, but yeah so you spend like five months on it and then uh, what's the point that you think okay now i'm gonna drop it was it when it was done or did you have a different so i i did film in school and i i decided that there is no point when you're done with a project like there isn't there's no point where i'm like done editing i'm just so fucking fed up with working on it and the next thing that i think could improve it is a small enough improvement with a large enough amount of work that i'm like nope i'm done print and just done like so i really don't feel like there's any there's at least in my experience there's no conclusion to a film project it's just when you're so sick of unless you give yourself a deadline you know you say oh i'm gonna release it on this day but otherwise there's always something you could do you sound there's always like, something you can make it a little bit better you sound or, like george lucas uh, do i is does george lucas say that oh yeah he, that he, like a, he couldn't stop appears? he couldn't stop fucking around with star wars so are we gonna get like a phantom menace version of the uh the balrog meme uh, are you gonna say he's gonna produce <laughs> a director's like, cut a director's cut are you gonna you know, say it he's may gonna have been the first cut, but he's gonna know. produce like uh, his version of a Dazar Beings shortly? Exactly. <laughs> oh God! No. <laughs> you know, it sounds more like uh, you said like there's, it's never done. It sounds more like uh, Strike in Europe. Notice how now, like after so many times, he laughs at his own joke and nobody laughs. <laughs> That's you gotta it. laugh. You gotta laugh before everyone else does. That's the that's key. God damn you. you gotta be the first to laugh. You gotta, yes. you know, you gotta race. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. We uh, I was getting this question for you on Twitter a lot today. Um, how many swans do you think you've murdered at this point? Oh God. Um, and did you get any geese in there? At least 112. Um at least and i'm sure there are a few geese i don't really like after they die i just leave them there you know so like i don't really gotta go investigate like like maybe it's maybe it's a swan okay but you know, and i'm sure there's some geese in there you know i'm not perfect i can appreciate that and uh you know speaking of not being perfect you know i appreciate that you're killing swans and and geese honestly i just i can't stand them i don't like Obviously. them they're annoying Obviously. uh labra I can't, you can't put Labra in a room with him. You see what he does with him. Um, but on the subject of, weird. <laughs> on the subject of being a good member of society, I know you've been talking about that recently and the narratives surrounding being a good member of society. I was hoping you might be able to expand on your thoughts on that a little bit. Oh, Jesus. Are we talking about killing swans or are we talking about COVID? <laughs> and vaccines we're talking we're talking about being a good member of society and minding what that means own, to you and how that narrative is also being driven today minding your own damn business that is what it means to be a good member of society respecting someone else as another as a human being who has their own choices their own issues their own risks their own problems and leaving them the fuck alone and if you disagree, just disagree and get the fuck over it. Grow up. 
we're adults disagree and walk away but if you become like a violent petulant child who beats everyone over the head every time that they don't make the choice that you expect them to that makes you a bad member of society that makes you that makes you a destroyer of society and we have a lot of that going around we have a lot of that going around like what um <clears throat> oh, jesus christ um <laughs> uh the the mandates the 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 it's almost painful to even say like the internment camps like in australia like three three kids kids one of them was like 13 uh it's like 13 14 and 17 or, or something like that were their ages escaped like with literally escaping the australian internment camps and they put up roadblocks they started searching everybody's cars looking for these kids after they found them they all tested negative for covid and they're back in the internment camp for punishment for leaving the fucking internment camp. Like, I just, I just, God bless it. I don't, like, it seems like a really bad movie script, what we're going through right now. Like, what's happening in the world? It doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem to make sense. It does not, none of it computes to me. And yeah. there's no logic. There's no, there's no sound logic behind any of it. I don't know. I'm. Don't get me. You Why'd think, you, you fucking think, ring sorry, this up? Why'd you ring this up? You know I was gonna get like. Let's, no, no, let's, it's a good topic. Uh, like the crazy part. It's it's not that the crazy part is that um, the governments are doing it. It's that like so many people are falling in line and not yeah. making noise about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, not just not make, making noise. They're like advocating for <laughs> what's happening. That's the crazy part. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, we're we're kind of in this weird and maybe this is like the normal state of things. Maybe people are like this, but I really kind of think this is taught like this is learned behavior is mm -hmm. um, uh, particularly if you just look at like government schooling and, and mm -hmm. how we're taught to listen, like just trust whatever the authority says. Um, yeah. Like you don't question anything. Nothing is nothing in school is discovery. Nothing in school is really learning. It's memorizing what you are dictated and and one of the biggest goals of school is to make sure you can get people to stand in line do what they're told and not question what the quote-unquote truth is and everybody is led to believe that there's just a textbook that you go to that has all the answers and that there's like i talk to normal fucking people who are like like grew up with me and they think there's nothing left to discover they think that like just all the answers are there that there's they have like no hope and no passion for like normies are awful like they're they're so sad and i just like get so depressed when i like go talk to normies and i'm like what are you fucking talking about like this is the most exciting time to be alive ever ever in the history of the world there is a literal ocean of information and knowledge available to us and there there are like Truthfully, there are more things to discover today and explore today than there ever have been in the history of the world because technology enables us to explore more and further than we ever have before. We, the scope of what we could even think about trying to figure out is a million times bigger today than it was a fucking 150 years ago. Less than that. Not only... Not only do we not have 
zero things to discover. We have everything to discover, everything to explore. And there's these people are just like, oh no, I don't know. You just you just look it up in textbook and you get a get a job, get a job with the government and have a good pension plan. And I don't know, I don't know. It's just I think there's a degree of learned of obedience of uh, forced obedience. This this beating it into us that we just do what we're told and we listen to the person who has the answers and they are the expert and then we get roped into this system and we we forget how to put up boundaries we forget how to say no to people you know like we like we just like kind of blindly accept those things around us like people start like encroaching on us and i think there's so many like personal problems where people are just like oh i'm in an awful situation and my job sucks and my relationship sucks and all of it was just because like they went forward in their relationship and in relationship instead of saying no when it wasn't working because they were like oh i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings it's like so you're gonna fuck your whole life up just because you don't want to say no to your parents about doing this degree or going to college or marrying this person like you're gonna marry somebody to fix your relationship you know like like this is common this is like i see this all the time when i talk to people mm. and it just baffles me like like people just don't have any boundaries they're just reactions to the world they're not people you know like they've just let themselves become this thing that the world beats on and then they identify and figure out who they are they identify with what they're a victim of with what hurt them and what their biggest pain is rather than their hopes rather than what they care about rather than any sort of meaning in life or a goal to accomplish something in the next 10 or 20 years it's just like oh i'm just i don't know i'm, I'm just a victim of x like who who goes through life thinking that they're just a response to some bad thing that happened. Have you read um, Victor Frankl, Man, Man's Victor Search for Meaning? Frankl, no, I don't know that one. So, so Frankl was a um, uh, prisoner of war. He wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, and in that book, okay. he, he says that, I mean, you're talking about this, this stimulus and response, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how the unthinking masses just go along and that there's, there's very little thought and, uh, and, and what have you today. And, and he, he talks in that book, you know, he, he went to the, the, the depths of um, the human spirit, you know, as far as it can go. And he, but he, he was talking about how, how humans in, a, in an ideal environment differ significantly from the likes of, say, a sunflower, which only has the means to respond. It doesn't have the means to think or take, you know, definitive decisive action of its own it doesn't have volition or agency right so yeah. the sunlight is the stimulus the sunflower moves towards it during the course of a day without thinking it just responds he says that the difference with humans is that we have in between the stimulus and the response a space and in that space lies our freedom that that's the quote and uh, I think where we've got That's to a now good is quote. He's still there from the, good quote. The, the, gap, <laughs> the gap has been so heavily, so significantly narrow. Sorry, Greg, I, I didn't mean to cut across you there, mate. Trying to get yeah, you this did. out. Fuck um, Greg. Yeah, uh, and it's it's incredible to see. And uh, I want to know if if I can ask uh, how um, 
How did you kind of fall down this this rabbit hole around institutional schooling? Because not everybody does, right? Because most of us are products of it. And like, you know, the fish in the water, you don't see the water. Um, so so how did you fall into that? Was it like John Taylor Gatto, John Holt, Neil Postman, who did, did you get, um, you know, an alternative view on this? Or you know, did you just kind of happen on, it on, on, on your own? How did you ponder your poem? <laughs> I'll tell you, there's there's no like explicit thing that I think took me down that path. Um, uh, probably, probably the first time that like I was really good in school. Um, I was really good tester. You know, smart. I could remember a bunch, memorize a bunch of shit. I still remember uh, uh, in uh, fourth grade, fifth grade, no, no, it was sixth grade. It was sixth grade. We had to memorize uh, prepositions um, for a for a test, and if we memorized like a certain number, we would get a hundred, and then if we could uh, get the rest, we could get we, if we could find any other supposed uh, any other prepositions in the English language, we could get uh, uh, extra credit. And I made a 212 on the test <clears throat> because I just like looked up all the prepositions and memorized all of them. I can still, I can still recall it all today. Um, uh, the whole, the whole list. I mean, if you want me to, I can, but um, uh, the, there was a point that like my pressure, the pressure of school started to just weigh on me because I, I, I thought, this was everything. I got to make sure I always get a hundred, you know, always get like, and, and when I made an 83, I would get pissed, like, like just like really upset when something didn't go right. And I was even used to like saving like a paper or something to the last minute and still making like an A plus on it. And I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, like, like, so I, I thought this was this thing that I was good at and this was going to determine who I was in the future. And, in high school, I guess it was my junior, maybe first semester of my senior year, um, I was in AP Biology, and I was basically in the running for valedictorian. And I was like, okay, and it was like, everything was like stressing me out. And my teacher, my biology teacher, I, I ended up making like a, a 78 on a test. And I can't even remember why. I can't, I can't remember what the situation was, but it was some... It was something that like felt out of my control out of the, at the time, and I was I was furious. I was crying. Like I was like I was like, what the fuck? Like you know, like I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be valedictorian at my high school, and uh, and uh, my biology teacher, who is just a straight cool ass guy, just just solid dude, um, and uh, kind of has that like loose feeling about life you know i'm just kind of like going about my life and i was always learning things that had nothing to do with biology class from uh from this teacher and he sat me down uh because i was like like starting to get upset and he was like you know how many times somebody has asked me what my grades were in high school when i was looking for a job or trying to accomplish something in life and i was like no i don't know he's like never never like right now, this feels like the center of your world. This feels like everything that's important. But the second you get out of here, nobody gives a shit. 
and 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 we kind of just like had this like 20 30 minute like heart to heart there and i was just like it was like this revelation i was like i don't i don't i can't think of anything that i know of outside of school in which that is true like like he's he's speaking the truth you know like this is not going to be like i'm not going to put this on my resume i mean like yeah i could put that i'm valedictorian of x high school on my resume but nobody's going to give a shit if I can't do the job or if I don't have like real experience here, um, nobody cares that I did high school good. And like, it was just like, I was suddenly coming to that realization and I ended up coming like quote unquote fourth in school or whatever, but I was, I, I don't know. Like it was, it was like the pressure had gotten to a point where I was just like, Oh, this is so great that I can just let this go. And so I just kind of breezed through the rest of senior year. And then I was furious at college because I thought college was that place where you go to learn what you wanted to learn. And then I found out it was just high school 2.0 for two years and I couldn't even take film classes. <clears throat> I was furious. I almost dropped out my freshman year. Um, I, uh, in fact, there was a class, uh, uh, freshman seminar class, some stupid required classes, the most bullshit thing I've ever I didn't even know what it meant to spend $3,000 on a class, but it was the most bullshit waste of time I've ever spent on it in my entire life. And <clears throat> our class grade was a journal that we were supposed to do every single week. And come to the end of the class, I'd never done any journals. And I proceeded to write three full pages about why this class was an unbelievable waste of my time and my money and how pissed I was that I got here and I couldn't even take film courses and that in some weird world I was paying for this. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I knew that there was a consequence to this as opposed to high school. And uh, so I wrote this like three page paper and I even said in the thing, like, and I don't mean anything to you, like the professor or whatever, um, because I, I'm inclined to think that you think this is bullshit too. It feels like a bullshit class. <laughs> And uh, he gave me a hundred. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like that was like really, so it was like my senior year and freshman year that I was just kind of like stepping away from this and like looking at this in a new light and wondering what the, what the hell our education system even was really. And uh, it just kind of started from there. Was, and then it steamrolled through college. Um, I finally started taking film classes, but. Um, which I loved. I, I love film school, but um, yeah. And and then I was libertarianism. It was Tom Woods. It was School Sucks podcast. It was yeah, yeah. Brett, 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 what was it? it uh, school Sucks. I can't remember that. Brett Vanot. Yeah, Brett Vanot. That's it. Yeah, brilliant. <clears throat> yeah. No, yeah. That was that was great. I listened to God. I listened to that thing for years. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Cool, man. That's the very long story of how I got sick of school. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people that go through that process figure out yeah. that something's wrong with it, but can't quite put the finger on it. But yeah, if you dig in, there's there's a hell of a lot of people who've done some outstanding work on how it's been designed 
to not be yeah. an education system. Actually, it's designed to be a schooling system. It's supposed to it's supposed to create good soldiers. I mean, it, it right. is exactly. it's literally a copy pasta of the Russian school system. Exactly, exactly. Whose explicit goal was not to educate. Its explicit goal was to make soldiers who would die right. on the fucking field who, rather than run away, run towards gunfire <laughs> instead of running away from it. Yeah, exactly for arbitrary reasons. Yeah, yeah. I think we all have uh, experienced some kind of uh, story like that. Yeah, especially the meme factory. Without a doubt, this is nothing but people who hated that shit. What oh. you're saying is impressions <laughs> of people. Oh, who... fuck yes, I did. I hated it. <laughs> this is like this is like the cream of the crop. <laughs> it's a revelation. Everybody here. Whoops, I'm uh, muted. So what the hell have you guys been up to? What what shows have I missed? Which one should I watch? To like start uh, off with. These are all test streams, by the way. Yeah, they're all test streams. <laughs> oh, okay. So none of them actually exist anywhere. You're in the middle of a test stream right now. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I really enjoyed there... David Bennett. David Bennett. He oh. was different. <laughs> different how? Different. David Bennett right? is a different dude. He's a different first dude. First of all. Yeah, he is. Uh, and um in a good shoot. way <laughs> yeah in a good way send but me a link to that Greg about I, uh, regenerative agriculture yeah oh okay, regenerative gotcha, ag gotcha. Uh, he also talked a lot about uh, higher education uh, how it's kind of getting hijacked but uh, and he intertwines it all with bitcoin it's really cool he's a nice he's an interesting nice. cat if you don't know we his have... podcast it's bitcoin and is the name of the podcast yeah. Uh, we had Alex Gladstein on. That was Gladstein really good too. That was awesome. I think Gladstein like is always Gladstein is always like iconic. That man, that man is a machine. He works overtime for Bitcoin. Seriously. Interesting to hear him pitching Panopticip. I didn't think he'd uh, he'd read that. Well, his but, other option yeah. was a little worse. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> did he? Did you give him a choice? Yes. No, no. We sent him the milder of the two ad reads. We voted on that one. We I didn't lost. vote on yours. We just no, but Greg yours. sent it in during the stream. He, he gave him a sneak preview during the stream as well. Nice. So oh, if you want to read it, he was, yeah. like, he was like, no, I can't read that. <laughs> no, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't, do that. <laughs> I can't be on record saying these things. Exactly. Yeah. I have to go to China. That's not. That's <laughs> not okay. Oh God, it was bad. It was bad. If, it, if it's a if it's a really good joke, which would be the point, I might not come back from China. <laughs> yeah. All right, guy. I got one that's gonna get you hey. rambling. Unless oh, good. It sound like Sean had something. I did. I did have something more. Uh, you know, it's kind of switching up gears towards Bitcoin. Uh, obviously. Uh, no one's read more about Bitcoin than you. And that is true. That, that is, true. is true. And I love hearing that. Every time I'm just like driving in my car late at night, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going Bitcoin Audible. This is the one. Uh, and that's actually serious. Um, what are you doing driving at night alone? Listen to Bitcoin know. Audible. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. You got to have an excuse to listen to Bitcoin Audible. <laughs> 
I can get out of the fucking house and go somewhere and listen to Bitcoin. All yeah. <laughs> People are bothering me in my house right now. So I can get out. Uh, no. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people talking about the, the new Bitcoin bond from El Salvador. And I'm not sure if you've been able to take a look oh. at that or if you've yeah. listened to Preston Pish talk to Samson Mao and, and to Adam Back. Uh, I just listened to that today. Um, I've got that scene- one in my list. Yeah, I got that one on my list, but I have not. I haven't really dug into it yet. Well, even you know, just you know, just kind of off your first, you know, whatever you've been thinking sure. about it. I'm sure you've thought about the Bitcoin bond. To me, it seems like you know we always say like, okay, Bitcoin is just dis- is disrupting this, it's disrupting that. People have been saying, oh, Bitcoin is going to be the new bond, and to me, it almost seems like. Bitcoin's like replacing, it's like making the bond market like the second, like a second layer of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying, like if you're starting to have oh, these yeah, bonds 100%. that are, no, I, bonds I, I that agree are with this. Greg is I disagree. shaking his head. No, yeah, I'm shaking my head. Uh, we'll, no. we'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Going, and sorry. so I just kind of want to know what your thoughts were because you, know, you have the Lightning Network, which is a second layer, but it almost seems like the bond market, if you get to this point where every bond is backed by Bitcoin or many bonds are backed by Bitcoin, then it's almost like a second layer uh, of Bitcoin. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that or your thoughts. I want to know why Greg is shaking his head. No. How's he's it contrarian. Say, how's it? Say, uh, yes. But also no. I, in the context, <laughs> in the context of financial layers, any sort of derivative is a second layer. No, it's not like a second layer to the Bitcoin network in the context that like it's a Bitcoin smart contract. Because it's a legal contract. It's just right. a bond. It's, that it's makes no sense. different as a bond. However, yeah. right? So Bitcoin mm-hmm. is the base of the new economic system. Yeah. As the bond market <laughs> is kind of the base of the current economic system. You could argue it's yes. gold. But I mean... I don't know. It's understand. not gold anymore. It's not gold it's not. anymore. It's bonds. Right. Bonds are the reserve. They're the they, risk-free they rate. Replaced right. gold. Yeah. Go- bonds used to be a second layer for gold. Right. They used to be promises to pay gold. Then the bond became the credit became the money itself, and gold was demonetized. And we're just kind of continuing to witness the the ongoing demonetization of that. But yes, I agree with that. The corpses on puppet strings. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um. No, I just I they're. Can you even call it the bond market anymore if it's if it gets transformed into a Bitcoin bond market? Yes, they're derivatives of Bitcoin, but it's not it's not a second well, it's layer. Still, technically a bond, um, right? And you know, in the context of like, I'm kind of going back to like Nick Batia's layered money like framework. Yep. Is that a second layer does not have to be a, a custodian is a second layer, a cash app, a strike is a second layer, Lightning is a decentralized hold your own keys, a sovereign second layer, if you're using it directly. A custodian is a centralized custodial second layer, right? But still it is a second layer. It's the ability to, it, it is creating a Bitcoin derivative that you can do other things with. In that context, a Bitcoin backed bond, I, I feel like constitutes a second layer. It, because Bitcoin is actually replacing the base layer of money. We don't really have a base layer of money. We have a base layer of credit, which the credit is a promise to pay somebody else's credit. Like it's it's circular bullshit. <laughs> With credit. And uh, we're missing the underlying <laughs> money. And so 
Bitcoin is the resurgence of the, the potential of a resurgence of that underlying money of an actual foundation for credit to to say whether or not this person is actually credit worthy this person's not credit worthy because they're the ones who can write their fucking name on a piece of paper and put a thousand just write a number in the corner and now we'll accept it as valuable their credit is worthy because they can redeem something of value and that is what a bitcoin that's a that's a bitcoin bond my issue with el salvador and bukele and maybe you know bukele is uh, Bukele is a boss on Twitter, so he 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 knows how to play the social game. Um, but I'm I increasingly have reservations about all of the, all of this stuff, um, and maybe it's just because, like over my years, my trust in politicians, like the chart looks like the if you just took the Bitcoin chart and you flipped it upside down, it just like goes down and down and down. Dollar purchasing and, power chart. And I'm yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm increasingly worried about attaching ourselves to anything in politics as something as defining of Bitcoin. And El Salvador feels like this thing that El Salvador's fate right now and Bukele's choices hinge a lot of importance on Bitcoin. Kind of feels like, and it's not all of it, like the whole thing could go up in flames and it wouldn't be the end of the world for Bitcoin. Bitcoin would survive. It does. It's done this multiple times, but it kind of feels a little bit like a Mt. Gox situation where we're hanging a lot of the culture on the success. Like if Bukele goes straight dictator, we're going to look like asshats. You know what I mean? And Bitcoin could very well still be a major player in minimizing the just, damage done by somebody in that situation. I don't get like what kind gets, of negative impact of Bitcoin you're seeing for if, it does, even it if doesn't, goes full dictator. I, I'm, ta I'm talking about in the context of the culture and the, the social wave. The price is a response to the acceptance and the appearance of Bitcoin as valid, I guess you could say, or as legitimate. And Mt. Gox was essentially this moment where, oh, Bitcoin is dead. It got hacked. Like the big thing that was Bitcoin and the volume and the liquidity of it, the market of Bitcoin died. People literally thought Bitcoin died. It was a hell of a couple of years. Bitcoin was unaffected. Like the actual network, fine. We're, everybody's good. It recovered <clears throat> and we came back from it. But a lot of people had to get through this wall of like, Wait, so Bitcoin isn't dead? You know, like it, it really did change the perception of where Bitcoin was and what it meant in the world. And that could happen again. I, I kind of expect that we'll probably go through that again. It well, will, I mean, no, no matter. Oh, sorry. What? I said we've been through, uh, you know, drug dealers. We've been through Mt. Gox. We've been through, we've been through a lot. All the. It's yeah. about time. We, it's about time we get dictator checked off. We already we got needed, cold, exactly we already got right on our back. So it's like let's get the dictator thing in there, and and we'll get through that too. And on, you know, I, I'm thinking more than anything, right? Like Bitcoin, as far as a finance, like if it's going to become the world reserve currency, I I mean maybe I'm way off here, but I think like I obviously I play basketball. 
So I always think like, okay, people that have <laughs> people that have changed the game. I always say it's people that changed the game in basketball, like Steph Curry is currently doing. They had to play the game and then they changed the game slowly, you know, or like a Shaquille O'Neal changed the game because just how dominant he was. And I think that's the same thing with Bitcoin is Bitcoin is coming in to like traditional finance and it's changing the game, but it has to play the game first. It has to play the bond game. It's got to play Michael Saylor's got to come in and put it on his balance sheet and say that it's just an asset. You know, it's just this, it's this, it's this. He knows that it's bullshit. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, because, well, it is an asset, right? It's an asset. He's coming on in a few weeks. (laughs) It's an asset. I'm just saying he was towing the line like crazy on that one. Yeah, like it's an asset until. Tell him I know the game he's playing. Just tell him I know. God knows. Yeah, 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 we'll tell him. We'll tell we him. We, we all know the game. We all know the game. And it's an asset until the U.S. dollar isn't the world reserve currency anymore, until it truly frays away. And then you and then you have Bitcoin. And that's and then you have all this infrastructure, this like ecosystem of Bitcoin that's already been built and it's being built right now. And so that's kind of how I look at like the bond market. It's like this Bitcoin bond is this first bond that's, you know, that's being backed or whatever by Bitcoin, but it's not going to be the last one. And it's the first iteration of it. And it's going to slowly change the bond market and how we look at bonds. And it's probably going to shrink the bond market in all likelihood, because just like what you're saying, guys, it's all based on credit. And we're going to get back to being based on real hard sound money. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I don't mean to diminish what it means to have a Bitcoin bond from a sovereign, like from a nation state, like that is a huge deal. Like no, no matter which way you turn that thing, that's a big fucking deal. And what's funny is that like, if you look at like the bond market is really where I think Bitcoin is going to like, when we talk about like Bitcoin eating somebody's lunch, I think it's going to obliterate the bond market. We have in the last like 50, 50 or so years, we have a, insane bull market in bonds that historically has never existed never the public didn't buy bonds like rich companies didn't store their money in bonds like if you look at uh like back back when kind of the heart of the gold standard was taking place with you know the you know second bank of the united states and like like we were between central banks they were like short periods of time before the federal reserve really just like kind of stuck us in the nuts and hooked on and we couldn't get rid of those fucking assholes um but if you look back like towards like the 1850s to the 1900s the only time like the amount of bonds that like the normal per like the public owned was zero nobody bought bonds like you you didn't buy government bonds you bought gold the only times that that actually uh went off of zero was during war like they would run, like the government would come around and they beg people to buy bonds. Like, and it goes up during the Civil War and then it goes up, it crashes back down to zero. Everybody sells them. Nobody wants to hold that shit. Um, it's just governments that buy each other's bonds and stuff. And then it's flat up until like, you know, early 1900s and you start to see it tick up. And then World War One happens, Federal Reserve happens. But now we've got this like massive, like it's the global reserve is somebody else's credit. That's, stupid it's so stupid 
And we have found ourselves in this deca-trillion dollar market that shouldn't actually exist. It doesn't naturally exist. It's due to the lack of a sound money that can actually serve our purposes and be decentralized enough to not be um, capturable, which is what gold was. It was decentralized uh, creation of money that could not be decentralized, uh, stored in a decentralized way, and therefore the entire market could easily be captured because all you have to do is capture the storage. And that's what happened with government. This is actually, a, uh, this kind of a, uh, there's like a whole chapter on sort of this idea in Seventh Property, actually, um, uh, Eric Yake's book. Um, and uh, uh, like, so, so when you look at like reintroducing Bitcoin into an inflated uh, and uh, such an absurd market, what you're going to see is like the decatrillions of dollars that are in bonds just flood out. Like once people realize that Bitcoin is money, that it is secure, sound, like base layer money, the only bonds that will be meaningful will be the ones that are backed by Bitcoin. The ones where they say this bond will pay you Bitcoin because nobody's going to take credit on its face anymore. Like we, we are literally wa like walking through the age of like, oh yeah, everybody's credit is bullshit. Like that is what we are living through. Nobody's going to come out the other side going like, yeah, give me $2 trillion in your fucking jackass promises. No, <laughs> no. They're going to like this. The only way out of this is if we find some sort of foundation of value. If we don't have Bitcoin, there's no really a, there's no escape valve on this shit. It's just gonna like implode and eat everybody. It's a it's a when utter mess that we. Christine are in. Lagarde said that out loud. Yes, that no, was one of my favorite what? moments this year when Christine Lagarde yeah. said that uh, something to the effect of escape valve. It's a, it's an escape valve. Yeah, she said she said there's an yeah. escape valve now and we can't let people have it. Basically, no there is escape. No shit. They will use that. it. There's an escape. They'll use it. That's what it is. There's oh this guy. Oh, yeah. God. Months ago. Okay, yeah. okay, my next meme. I got to find this video. Somebody find that shit and DM me. Get in, guys. DM. I don't know how I missed that. All right. I know we're getting... I mean, yeah, that's just cat out of the bag. You, you don't escape from a free system, right? She fucking knows. She knows. Madame. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I've been saying it forever. Like, all the central banks, like, the... They they get in their boardrooms. They're like, oh, we're gonna do this to interest rates, and we're gonna do this to fiscal policy, and we're gonna print this much money, and it's gonna have this A, B, and C effect. And the elephant in the room is Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They cannot recognize that it exists because it will make every decision that they make meaningless. That's why it's good. I think that's why it's almost good that it's deemed as an asset because they think that they're getting all these taxes off of Bitcoiners. But if you're a hodler and you don't ever sell your Bitcoin, they're not getting anything from you. And we're just wait. We can Unless wait. Unless they them do out. a uh, unrealized capital gains tax, which I think <laughs> yeah. they'll try. I'm worried about man. I don't. I don't mean to like drum up fear, and I hate like even talking about this. But I, I can't help but I think it. I, I this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to going to uh, nationalize retirements. Like there's there's no clean way 
out of this, you know, like financially. When you say nationalized retirements, do you mean they're going to try to make pension funds solvent by by sending money in the, into them or something? Is that what you're saying? I, I think they're simply going to consolidate them into a government program to, to quote unquote, save everybody because none of that money is there. You don't None think, of that money actually exists. You don't think he's saying, those, those pension he's funds saying are going to... He's saying, I think, uh, that they're going to print the money that are missing after they're nationalized. Right, I get that. But you don't, you don't think yeah. the pension funds are going to find Bitcoin before that happens? Or at least some of them? I mean, I certainly hope so. And and that's, you know, that's kind of the order of events is like w what actually plays out. Do we do we get like a really hard crisis before um, uh, like like another wave of this uh, before Bitcoin starts to kind of latch on to some of the under un kind of the underbelly of these instruments and institutions? Or do, uh, you know, do they confiscate it out of the just the sheer like like the government the the whole regime and the structure of how government runs is completely unsustainable like it has to shift in and a rather extraordinary way and they are going to take extraordinary measures to try to prevent that change from happening so i'm just in, always inclined to think that pensions and iras and 401ks are at threat they they are in the war zone of is that still going to be there? You know, and like, so like the second, the second I realized I still had a 401k with an old business, I, uh, with an old, uh, a job that I had, um, I just ripped everything out. Like I'm, I'm definitely scared to keep anything but liabilities in the this, fiat system. This was during the COVID crash when you found that 401k, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yes, I had already cashed out the other one that I had, but this was one that I had kind of stumbled upon when Bitcoin crashed to, from 9,000 to 3,000 in like a matter of, I don't know, two or three weeks there or whatever. Fuck me, I, I've never gone through so think... many documents <laughs> looking Don't for money also, in my life. Also got that sweet uh, 100K, um, you know, that, that the government wouldn't, tax you that extra 10% on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got, you know, you know, you got, uh, I, I got a tax. I, like, I, like, I don't care. I like, I'll pay the tax. Just make, <laughs> as long as I get Bitcoin. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. We're coming I, I was up on our saying, hour here, Sean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do y'all have like a hard limit? My uh, God, Greg has a hard limit. I've got a hard limit. If you yeah. guys want to keep talking, Ooh. you can. Hey, you. I was just going to say pensions are most likely going to buy Bitcoin back bonds instead of because that's what they can get exposure yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if like as that market starts to unfold, I can't believe that. And, and you know, maybe it's that like when there's it's hard to get consensus in a in a government. Bureaucracies are bullshit. They're slow and they're messes. So. That's probably what we're seeing is the delay in like so many countries like following right behind behind El Salvador because El Salvador has like really high like voting like voting consensus in their regime and their 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 setup right now. <laughs> voting consensus. Um, whatever whatever the fuck that means, right? Um and uh but they can get stuff done quickly. I mean like they went from like proposing a uh uh a legal tender law to like 
voting it in in like a week or something like that. And then it was instituted in like three months and they had a service that everybody could log. Like governments do not move at that speed typically, you know, like usually it's like, oh, I'm going to vote something in today and maybe in six years there will be some after we spend 137 billion dollars on it there will be a broken ass website that looks like it's from microsoft office 1998 and <laughs> and then we'll start to we'll start to build off from that um after i gave my cousin a cool billion dollars for the html work on that <laughs> so that's usually how fast how you really go. feel <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I, th I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, governments follow up on this, you know? Um, and, and one of the interesting things is that you could like a Bitcoin backed bond could happen quicker than legal tender than like sometimes even like I issuing like legal changes because, um, because it's a, it, it's a financial framework, you know, like you, like you can have your bond backed by anything. Um, and uh, so there's some there's some really interesting things of just like being able to create a financial instrument and then a government start putting a bond on, or excuse me, Bitcoin or something on its balance sheet just as a thing to pay back to pay off a loan. Um, and uh, uh, El Salvador, mm -hmm. we go on one good rally. You know, this thing doesn't crash to $30,000, which I just don't suspect. I mean, I'll, I'll be trying to throw as much damn fiat as i can um but if this thing rallies from here you know like we get a little bit of sideways and consolidation and we everybody's like oh my god i don't think it's actually going to just plummet to zero right now uh and it starts to grow again goes to seventy thousand, hundred thousand. el salvador isn't gonna owe shit to imf or world bank they will be one of the first uh like sovereign second, third world sovereign countries sovereigns. That's constantly, yeah, right. constantly at the whim of the World Bank and like IMF bullshit, like constantly in this cycle of debt to pay off the next debt to just build the thing that they they're being told to build. You know, make sure you put a bunch of solar panels in this spot, and they'll actually be they'll actually be running their own shit. Mm. They'll be to pay off loans to the the cartel of centralized global finance and just like not be a part of it anymore. How do you think they're rally. Gonna, how, how rally they makes react? that? Sorry. How will it, how will the cartel react? Uh, have you read John Perkins? <clears throat> read who? What? John Perkins. John Perkins. Yeah. Confessions of Economic Hitman. Oh yeah. Well, no, actually I have That's not read that one. in full. I know sections of that, and that is actually on my list. I think How I have. You not read it? That book is like thirty I pages know. long. I've got. A Wait, sign... is that one only thirty pages? No, is that it's, really it's short. I'm just... No, no, it's, it's a bit yeah. longer than that. <laughs> I met him um, about ten years ago at an event that Max and Stacy were at as well, and he. It's a great book, phenomenal book, actually. He was an absolute scumbag. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> jury's out on whether he still is or not, but he wrote a book saying, look, this is what I did and I feel bad. And it's an <laughs> outstanding book. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that, I'm just going to say it because a lot of people will be thinking it. Th this cartel is dirty as hell and they play dirty and they don't 100%. give a shit. They don't have any value on human life and um, 
and democracy, in fact, you know, even even though I'm sure we all share very similar thoughts on on democracy as a, a model for governance and what have you, but even that, they don't have any respect for it. Um, how will they respond? And I, and I ask this despite the fact that I have a lot of hope for what's happening in El Salvador, and, and there's so many damn eyes on it, so many eyes on it, um, that it would be hard, much harder. You know, they, they can't pull the same kind of shit that they did on, like, Salvador Allende and, and various other leaders that were disposed of uh, when democratic votes didn't go the way that the cartel wanted them to go. But what do you see happening, Guy? Probably buying Coinbase stocks or something. <laughs> right. Right, so you just think they joined the party? That that's how that was know. me. That was me. That was yellow. <laughs> that was yeah. I know, man. Not yet. Not yet. That that is not what they'll do to begin with. They will. Uh, I mean, just like they are now, they'll issue tons of statements and they'll write these elaborate economic reports about how dangerous El Salvador's situation is, about how risky what they are doing is. They will downgrade their credit to as low as they can send it to discourage people from buying their bonds or being involved in them at all. That's uh, happened to Sailor. Will... Same thing happened to Sailor when, yep. when they were buying. Yep. Yeah. Um, this, this par for the course is it just, got, this is a playbook really. Um, and uh, they're going to demand, demand payment immediately um, of any of the other loans that they have from the IMF or world bank. Uh, they're going to come and be like, well, since you're playing in this, risky speculative game you're going to pay off everything that you owe us immediately i mean that's where uh the situation right now is in um oh shit what was the country it wasn't south africa i don't know china china just got an airport like got the only international airport in yes. some country you know what i'm talking about yeah uh, it was in africa yeah. it was in africa i can't remember the country it, it was somewhere in africa I, yeah. I can't remember either um but uh that was basically like they're they're calling their debts due, right? They're like, pay us. And they're like, oh, we don't have the money right now. And so they give them their international airport. They'll do that. They'll do that to El Salvador. Uh, they'll try to choke them off financially. They'll start putting any sort of tariffs or any sort of like uh, attempt to remove their ability to move money around in the finance, like in the global financial system. Um, because that's what they've done. That's what they've done forever. Like this yeah. is this is how they've colonized a third of Africa. Yeah. The, the, this these are the tools they've used, and they're going to keep very using that tools. But the they're beautiful very, thing, very yes, they're very good at it. But the the funny thing is that like none of those tools will work if El Salvador is leaning on Bitcoin. You can't yeah. choke them off financially. Yeah. People want their Bitcoin. If people are buying their bonds for Bitcoin, not going to give a shit about the downgrade if the Bitcoin is there. Of the bunnies okay. is saying it was Uganda that had to give up their airport. Uganda? Okay. Um, but uh, it's not going to work like they think it is because it's not working in the insane. It, it, it's not in the same environment that it's been. And so they're going to use all their old tools in all the different ways they know how to use those tools. And it's going to not work instead of work um, mm. because Bitcoin is there. Um and so uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they have that realization. That they're not- they're gonna they're gonna become a sovereign nation. They, that's what's really happening. They're truly becoming sovereign. When they if- are cut off, when they are cut off from the financial system completely, when like any sort of crackdown like really comes down, and then El Salvador is able to move or do some sort of deal with someone for ten billion, fifteen billion dollars because they just sent Bitcoin. That's going to somebody in that boardroom is going to piss their pants because they're going to realize that their capital controls, the fact that they are the center of the financial world no longer matters. They're not the center of the financial world. Centers moved. They're a part. They're a part of it. And the center has moved to a new place. Um, And everybody watching that, the outcome of that, there's going to be so many countries in South America, in Africa, like all over the world who are going to look at that and they're going to see an opportunity. For bad, for better or for worse, for bad or for good, they're going to see an opportunity. They're going to see that the regime, that the the monolith of the modern world is weak. Yeah. The real emperor has got no clothes on moment, but not only is the emperor naked, he's also a pedophile. And <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. I was going to Epstein Island at least seventeen times. Oh shit! Um, I love when you One hundred percent. One hundred percent. they are all going to take the opportunity. That's the thing. Is that when when the focus is on A, B, and C, D through J is going to be like holy shit. Now I've got an opportunity, and now they're busy spending resources fighting these other people. Now is the time to do it. It's all going to come to a head at the same time. And game theory. The game theory is going to be incredible. Game theory is going to be crazy. Man, game theory should be the only thing you teach anybody up to the eighth grade. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a wild ride, man. It's going to be. It's going to be messy. There's some shit. There's there is good damn reason to be scared. But fuck, it's gonna be exciting. It is. It is a phenomenal time that we are living through. It yeah. really is. You know, an unprecedented um, innovation in sound monetary terms, set against a backdrop of history literally replaying itself. Right, early modern history replaying itself in front of our very fucking eyes. We have an absolute ringside seat. We have an opportunity to engage and participate and to change things one way or the other. It's, it is incredi- an incredible time to be alive. Scary you know, as but as, yeah, as, as scary it is as it is and as easy it is to be hopeless, um, you know, everybody knows that picture of uh, everybody hiling uh, Hitler or whatever mm. in the audience and there's the one dude. Yeah, I think we have a lot more of those one dudes. Mm. Yeah, I I think we have a lot more today than history is used to. Mm. Um, And they're connected. Yeah, yeah. Like I I think the the degree of hopelessness that we feel, while still actually being able to find our community and the people who understand and we can talk to about this. Imagine not having the internet. Mm. Imagine being in a neighborhood in Nazi Germany and well, thinking you're the guys. only motherfucker who thought that. 
Mm-hmm. And literally anybody who stands up and says anything different goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Imagine how fucking alone you would feel. Mm-hmm. We don't have that problem today. I don't feel Neither. alone. Like, it sucks, and I feel hopeless at times. Like, shit's getting really bad, and like, what do we do about it? But I get people DMing me, what do we do about it? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> you know? Like, so, you know, there's something there. There's something there. And then to have this tool to defend ourselves, like, I could delete everything. I, I could wipe all this shit and walk out of this country and have most of my Bitcoin on the other end of it, you know? Like, and that is just something that's never been possible before in the history of the world. That is remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. And there's zero chance, zero, that that does not change things in a very significant way. Yeah. And, you know, it's just time at this point. It's just watching it play. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I've got I've got a book called Black Hole Focus. And it talked about and I've seen this mentioned on Twitter as well, um, completely separately. But this is where I first heard it in this book. And it's an experiment that was done with rats. And it's a bit gruesome. So forgive me if there's anyone who's a little bit squeamish. But um, they did an experiment where they put rats in a bucket of water. But the the lid of the, the height of the water was and the height of the lid of the bucket was too high for the rats to be able to get out. Oh, yeah. They put, you heard of this? They put the rats in. Yeah. And, and if the rat couldn't get out, it would swim around for about 15 minutes and before it would give up and drown. I think they, you know, they'd take the rat out before it died, but they'd pick it out, dry it off, put it back in, and it lasted, I think, it was about 270 times longer. It, like, it would swim for a couple of days, right, before it gave up. So the first time, when it was a helpless situation, the rats would give up in a fairly short space of time. But once they had the idea of what uh, rescue, rescue yeah. looked like, or what hope, mm-hmm. they had hope, right? And mm-hmm. that hope provided them with a fucking superpower, to carry on going and i think that's what satoshi's given us i'm not sure i'm not sure if this is the same experiment but uh i've read about essentially the same concept being tested and it was a large pool that was just just deep enough that the rat couldn't touch the bottom right underneath the water they made the water that so that you couldn't see it like just somewhere in it they made like a little mound of sand so okay. that they could stand up. And is this they... a copy pasta? <laughs> this is a copy pasta. <laughs> and they would swim around. They would swim around. And in the first thing, they would have like that little mound so that the the mice or whatever would like find the island. And they would stand up on it. Um and then then they afterward they would put them in one that had no uh had no island. Yeah. And they would swim for like three to five times longer. Yeah. than the rats or the mice or whatever that were in the, the, the vat that had no island. Yeah. Like they would learn to give up. Mm. And the one who found the island, even for a second, would learn to never stop looking. Right. Don't stop. And Believe it. you're absolutely right. Like 
that is Bitcoin. Mm. Like, even if, God forbid, somehow Bitcoin fails, like that, that reality does exist, right? Yeah. There is some potential yeah. that at the end of this, Bitcoin doesn't exist. No, no. Who the fuck wouldn't <laughs> believe that we could figure out what went wrong? Yeah. Yep. Who would leave? All the people who would leave would be the people who didn't give a shit anyway. Yeah. They were just there yeah. to make a buck. I'm not going anywhere. My shit's still going to be Bitcoin audible. And we're going to figure yeah. out how the fuck it went wrong. And we're going to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, we know it's possible. With volcanoes. We know. Even if it with fucking volcanoes. <laughs> Even if it only worked and for 12 radios. Years, and we're going to figure something out. And hashing by hand. We're going to figure yeah. that shit out. And, like, that is what that is. Like, the the breeding of bitcoiners the 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 spreading of the realization that we don't fucking need them and yeah. we can obsolete this shit that's exactly it you know who's like, going to give nope. up on that who is going to give up on that yeah absolutely Nobody. Not. i'm not going anywhere fuck that we once you realize that you know, there's always going to be Bitcoiners out there who's going to accept your Bitcoin. And the other way around is true as well. I'll always accept any Bitcoin from anybody else. And that group of people is always growing and growing every day. Amen. That's wanna, the floor. I want to make sure that RD has a chance to ask his question before. Uh... Is he alive? Hello? He's, he's throwing up right now. Still alive. Still in. alive. <laughs> Hanging in there, man. Miracle. <laughs> Bring it, dude. Okay, Guy. First of all, thank you for keeping me company most days on the uh, drives and stuff. Yeah, feel like you're my best mate anyway. So, of course. <laughs> um, my question is if the meme factory did exist, which we all know it doesn't, but if it did, who's who would you like, who would you retweet, and who would you mute? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, God damn. It's a tough All one. All right, I got to look at the whole group here. I got to look at the whole group. All right. You can have a block button on there as well if you want. First, I'm going to block. <laughs> I'm going to block Greg. <laughs> <laughs> first things first. Perfect. I'm going to like. Uh, I'll, I'm pretty. I'm pretty just kind of like out there with my likes. This have to. Like, I would like everybody's stuff. And I would retweet. Probably yellow because that man is just a little bit like just the right amount of psycho genius, you know, like psycho, just the right amount of like <laughs> not there, you know. That's so accurate. I'm laughing. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? That's a new one, guy. Oh, brilliant. That, that would probably be it. All right, so you blocked me, you retweeted yellow, and who did you like? I liked everybody. Everyone. That's bullshit. Artie and Big Sean would probably be at the first of the list. They're the ones that I think, like, like I think I see them most. I don't know. See, I see MTC a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I got to see. Who do I follow? Who do I follow? I feel like I also, follow. Also, I, I don't know if you, if you, I don't know if you have that idea, but when are you, like, making voiceover for uh, gps for the cars yes 
Not yet. I will be hilarious. I haven't done that yet, but I should. <laughs> what are you doing voiceover for GPS? Does anybody have a GPS anymore? Like a, for a fucking car? Yeah, it's built into your uh, your mobile. You can do it for wallet. Google Maps, right? Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get we're, it we're, we're in the Europe. We also don't have strikes, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nah, I'm not gonna say. Do that. I follow all y'all? I do follow all y'all, right? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, you probably follow out, a lot of two or three. You I see some of y'all more than others is because I don't follow you. Hold on a second. Labra. Labra. Oh Labra my god, you got copycats. Someone that turned the count right no, now. No, they're not copycats. You just get banned a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I don't follow. When you tell Steve Hankey to, uh, to fornicate. Labra holds <laughs> all, ca all caps. <laughs> Half of Twitter's yeah. server are all the Labra, account, Labra accounts. <laughs> all right, guys. There will only okay, be I 21. I, so. I think I got everybody in here. I think we're good. Do you all want right. to leave our audience with any closing thoughts this evening? Buy Bitcoin, man. Um, uh, you know, yeah, listen yeah. to Bitcoin Audible. That's always good. That's always good. Um, I guess it's shit. You know, like we're living through some weird ass times and the internet has been a special kind of place in all of this because it's in some degrees seems to have accelerated this the 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 ability to technologically control someone and the fact that this smartphone in my pocket is also tracking me and keeping tabs of who I'm talking to and who's near me on my Wi-Fi network. You know, like people don't even realize Google has all of that information for like Android phone or whatever. Like every single time there's another Wi-Fi connected device, it pings you and it has a fucking like searchable network for all of the Wi-Fi networks that are pinging you right now. Like it knows where you are at all times, 100%. And even if you cut your Wi-Fi off, you've got like two other different like types of networking that are sending out communications. We live in some crazy ass times. But at the same time, these technologies are enabling a weird new era of freedom that hasn't really been present before, that ha hasn't been possible before. And the idea of being able to lock value behind information that the information itself is the value is fundamentally going to change the world this is this is the extension of what is happening in the digital age we're we're still babies in this new era we're still barely breaking through whatever the fuck this new phase of stuff is going to look like but we have a responsibility and, and maybe we're realizing how important that responsibility is and how important the decisions we make leading up to these situations, how much they really do matter. Because we've made bad decisions. We've done nothing but make compromises, and now we're watching the payoff. We're watching the debt come due of those compromises. We have 100% in our possibility like in our potential to choose what will keep us protected in a way that's never been possible before and potentially indefinitely into the future that could truly change the foundation of all of the consequences that have led us to where we are
and we could evade this psychotic surveillance state future. We could literally just kind of like walk around it like, oh shit, that would have been a bad, bad idea. Let me just, let me just <laughs> turn around this fucking intersection and not hit this motherfucking car. We could actually do that. But we actually have to learn, use the tools, share that shit, and be convicted. We have to know that what we're doing is the right choice. And we have to not be afraid to tell our fucking neighbor. And that poss just the sheer possibility, isn't it worth the risk? What what the consequence like look look what could be if we do nothing and look what could be if we just grab the tools that are at our disposal and put your damn boundaries up. Say no when you mean no. And our future's probably we've actually got the tools to protect that no. To protect that decision. And we could end up in a much better world. We really could. It's going to take a lot of fucking work and it's going to hurt. But hey, what doesn't? You You're know? here. You're here. So. Fire. That's that. Thank you, guy. Bye, big guy. Appreciate your time, guy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming, man. All right. Yeah, good, good answer. Great, guy. Great, Thanks, guy. Great. Thanks, man. Good night, guys. Bye, man. Thanks. Later, guys. Share the